Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Theanos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man whose bracket is already busted. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on, buddy? We haven't even played a game yet, and my bracket's busted? Yes. Uh, this, that doesn't seem fair at all. Now, I see There'll that you... be plenty of time. There will be plenty of time for my bracket to suck. Now, I see that your your picks are very correct this year, um, as opposed to last year, where I think they were only kind of <laughs> correct. That was a, a wise move to go, go that direction. Yes, I labeled my bracket Eric's Very Correct Picks, I think is what I labeled it. When I when I, I saw that, I actually went to shot. name name mine Jordan's even more correct picks, but there was a character limit, so <laughs> stuff it all. Yeah. Um, who's your upset special? Come to you for the the college basketball hot takes. I do you know how many full college basketball games I've watched this year? Three, zero, none. I've watched no college basketball games. Which is surprising considering there are approximately 150,000 college basketball games every, every season. Did you night. know that? Yes. Uh, yep. Always college basketball. Um, I like Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They're in the tournament, right? I think yes. they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a bracket group on ESPN. You know that. I'm telling the listeners. Um, I'll tweet out a link of it, I'm sure. Um, but if you go to like the ESPN Tournament Challenge homepage and just search the groups for the podcast, Yanos, you'll find it. Um, and you'll play against me and Eric and other listeners for a chance to win an amazing prize. What? What is it? What do you think it is? It Something amazing. No, I'm just kidding. There's, there is no prize. Pride. Respect. Admiration. If you win the bracket, I will send you 10 Detroit Tigers baseball cards of my choosing. <laughs> Somebody's going to take you up on that. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> so obviously it's been uh, two weeks since we last recorded, but in that time I had an amazing life-changing experience. We were in, down in Lakeland uh, watching the Tigers and the Marlins middle innings. I turn around, and who do I see back, you know, kind of down towards the concourse, but the old Skip himself, Jim oh, Leland. Oh, Skip. How is Skip today? Skip Skip was good. Um, I obviously went over quick, waited my turn, because there was actually a little bit of a line. Um, I don't know that he had necessarily wanted there to be a line that developed, but I got, got yeah. a picture with him. Um, and I, I was looking at the picture again today, and it's pretty clear that um, he was not as excited to see me as I was to see him. Well, that's kind of the nature of it, isn't it? Yeah. And also, he doesn't exactly have a, a smile on his face most of the time. It's uh, it's an in, unequal relationship, I would say. <laughs> but I think you the, know oh. who he is and have probably muttered uh, disparaging names about him under your breath. And he has no idea who you are, nor does he probably care. He, he Sorry, Hall, does not. But... Um, I think the big thing that stands out about about Leland to me is he's a very well-dressed man. Like I've seen him down in spring training a couple times. He always is looking fresh. Like it's 
I, he's got you, that white goatee going. Yeah, when you see him good. on TV, like yeah. in a, in a in a you know Tiger's uniform, you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, that dude's got it figured out. But he kind of does. Yeah, I think Pat's coaching him up. Yeah, that's that's probably true. He's Pat's youthful and hip. I actually have he's a picture with, him in the morning. with Pat from spring training. Like I don't know, would that be eight, ten years ago, something like that? Maybe. Um, and he smelled good. Somebody asked me, "What did he smell like?" Because <laughs> gotta be he actually smelled good. I was that that actually maybe surprised me even more than that he looked good. He, I mean, yeah. I mean, you what, should be pumping out, putting out a fragrance, you know, all day manager or something like that. Yeah. You know, he didn't smell like cigs, which is kind of the 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 big thing I was expecting. I would have too. But anyway, I I was looking at the picture, like I said, and I I apparently put my arm around him, which apparently in the moment I I was feeling pretty comfortable. Which seems seems pretty intimate. Looking back, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have done that. Um, you cop, cop a feel, you know, just like give it the little squeeze, maybe a little gentle caressing of a, the circle. Of the Is that what you were doing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a little creepy, y'all. Ne- next next time, I'll I'll rub the rub the goatee. Um, anyway, <laughs> brings us to this week's leadoff question: Who from the Tigers would you most like a picture with? I. You sent this, and I, I've kind of been thinking about it, and I don't run out and get pictures with people. Like, it just seems like a little, uh, not to criticize your approach, but it just seems like a little bit of a a violation of somebody's space and privacy. I think, it's, I think you're just from, from the old generation. Our generation is all about taking pictures with people. Get the selfie. Well, if since you asked the question, I would get it with someone who... I feel has a lot of time on their hands, you know, who isn't busy and uh, especially not busy taking photos with other people, you know, and somebody who might appreciate being appreciated, you know, that we could exchange a few words and say, you know, I could come up with some obscure reference about them and say, you know, oh, I really appreciated your uh, performance back in, you know, some obscure thing. And then they'd be really impressed. You could appreciate, say, the way they pointed at fly balls. Is that where this is going? Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, Artie Lewicki, Johnny Barbato. I don't know. The real answer is Stump because I have a weakness in my heart for slightly stocky left-handers. Goateed left-handers, yeah. It's, it's a weakness. It's a vulnerability in my soul. I don't, I don't think it's a weakness. I think you need to embrace that. That's, that's a strength. You have, you have more love in your heart for, for the not naturally uh, gifted. What? Come on. That's, that, that's the ideal male body, whether you like it or not. Who are you getting it with, Hall? So I was actually thinking, I actually have more pictures with, with Tiger's world people than, than I might have thought. I have Leland, obviously. Um, a couple of years ago, I got one with Blaine, which that was a, a big highlight for me. Yep. Um, yep. Hessman and Rod. Um, same, I think all three the same day. Um, and you, of course, which was probably the top Aww. one on my list. Um, but some ones I would enjoy. Obviously, Verlander. You know, he's he's a classic. Uh, Donnie, you know, if that yep. were that were to happen, I clearly would love that. Um, I'd love to get a, a pick or maybe just take some time to talk a little bit with Dan Dickerson. Um, mm-hmm. yep. really, really love Dan. But I think you know who has to be at the top of my list. Uh, and that, Who's of course, that? Is, is Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. I feel like that. Be- Go ahead. I'm taking you. I'm trying to show you this. I don't know if you can see it, but I have two pictures on my wall. Um, I have my picture with Phil. Obviously. We're not posing. We're just kind of hanging out. <laughs> and then I have. I'm yeah. actually posing here with one guy, and it is Eat 'em Up Tigers guy. Oh, that's a good one. Eat 'em Up. T- that's the only. That was the only picture in my on my wall. That's a that's a real good one. Definitely. R.I.P. Eat him so, up, Tigers. Eat him up, guy. So, you know, Johnny Kane, eat him up, Tigers guy, you know, rough equivalent. Yeah, I feel like that would be the first step in kind of establishing us as best friends forever. Which inevitably the awkward will happen. selfie. Yeah, that's that's really how you, you, you know, Johnny develop doesn't do anything friendship. awkwardly. Neither and neither do He's I, so obviously. Smooth. Oh yeah, super smooth. <laughs> Move uh, on Twitter. You can you can get a hold of me at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric, if you want to set up an appointment for a photo, yeah, I take a photo with with you, not you, the the, the indefinite you of the listeners. Obviously, um, 
Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. If you want to follow me on the gram, I am at Jordino4, um, facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. We have a review. Now, I told you guys in the past, if you leave us a review, um, take, take a screenshot of it, send it to us, and we'll read it out. Um, and you can be you can be famous in the relative confines of the show. Um, the The review comes from KC two eight six four nine six. Not great with numbers. Um, the title is "Must Listen for Tigers Fans." Are you ready, Eric? Braced for impact. Uh, this is what he has to say. It was five stars. I thought these guys were going to be clowns, but they ended up sounding very professional. And are absolutely. I Tigers mean, why would? Why would they? Why would they presuppose we would be clowns? I actually don't really have an issue with that. I mean that that yeah, feels probably, pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'll make you laugh without pretending to be a comedy show, and you'll get your tigers' knowledge and then some. Which heavy on the then some. Sorry, friends. <laughs> um, so thank you, Casey, and a host of numbers yeah. for listening and for leaving us a review. Leave us a review; it helps. Um, so that's, that would be, that'd be nice. Um, and like we said, bracket challenge, join our bracket group. Winner gets what? Five, uh, assorted 10. Ten. Ten. Oh, wow. Ten. Just, just giving them away. Yeah. I don't plan on losing though. So, all right, let's get into the show. We've, we've spent too much time on this nonsense. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast. Giannis. Um, so we are under three weeks away from opening day. Are you start, starting to buzz a little bit? I kind of am. We've had two days now in a row where the games have been on Fox Sports Detroit. We have actual televised games. Um, you know, we had, we had the Nationals on TV today. Uh, I watched the last couple innings. I was very exciting uh, to see them on TV. But the game itself is not exciting because nobody cares. I mean, they're trying a little bit of the end game. The bases were loaded. They swapped picture, pitchers. Um, you know, they made some nominal effort, but not a whole lot of passion there to win the game. Yeah. I feel like the shininess of just baseball being back is kind of off. Like I'm sick of seeing Zach Renninger's name in the box score. Like it's just not doing it for me anymore. Um, Bitch today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to some real, real names, you know, like, uh, Johnny Barbato. That's that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Um, Let's get to the beef. So the big story at this point um, is we pretty much have a rotation set with Garden Hire saying that Liriano will be starting. Um, I have to admit this came as a little bit of a surprise to me, at least timing wise. What was your reaction to Norris missing out um, on the rotation, at least to start the year? Do you think that's cemented that Norris is on the outs? Um, I mean, somebody, you know, in my opinion, Boyd has clearly earned the the starting yeah. gig more than he has, and and Boyd's been starting in. Not to not to say that that is you know the end all be all, but he's the one putting in extra innings. At, at I mean, he he looked great today. And Fires is getting paid uh, the bigger check, so he's got to be in. And Zimmerman, so it's got to be Norris. Yeah. So that means if. if just to extrapolate a lot of steps here because that's what we're doing. So if we assume Lariano's in, you surmise that Norris is out. Uh, the decision tree goes one of two ways. What do you do with Norris? Do you place him in the bullpen or do you, he's got an option. Yeah. Start him out in Toledo. What do you prefer? Yeah. There's, there's certainly, you know, strong sides to both. If he, if he stays in the bullpen, he's going to face big league hitters. He's, he's going to have Basio, you know, sculpting, him uh, for for the next you know until he till he comes back uh but you know inevitably he's gonna start again like he's he's too much of a talent to at what 23 24 25 whatever he is say you know what scrap it let's just move him to the pen and see what we can salvage if he goes down you know he'll stay stretched out um, but if he's too much of a talent to be put in the bullpen or be sending to Toledo, um, why aren't you starting him now for the big league club? No, I, I, mean, I don't. I don't think he's too much of a talent to send down or to use out of the bullpen. I think he's too much of a talent long term to just give up on the idea right now. And I'm not saying I'm not saying if starter. he goes to the bullpen now that they're just you know he's done as a, as a starter, but. I mean, it has worked in the past, but you also can screw guys up, you know, taking them in and out and in and out of the rotation. 
Um, But, you know, it's not like he's lit the world on fire so far. But here's the thing. I I was thinking about it. Liriano, hopefully, you know, if if all goes to plan, will be traded at some point. You know, starts – the reason we signed him was to try and get a haul for him at the deadline. You know, if if all goes to plan, that will happen. And Zimmerman is not going to make 30 starts. Starts will become available for Norris probably in the in the semi-near future. I guess I would prefer – to start him down in Toledo. I mean, I don't know what there's left to learn for him down there. I don't know that he's going to have much mental uh, hurdles to, to climb there. And that's, that's the one thing right. holding him back. But uh, I don't know that putting him in the bullpen serves a ton of purpose either. Yeah. I, given those two not great options, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt my feelings too much to have him start in Toledo and then have him ready to go at those the slightest sign of weakness or need truly what would make the most sense is to use a six-man rotation I mean you would lose a bullpen spot like that um, but you know then you save the bullets in Fulmer's arm you do the same with with Boyd and you're still getting Norris some some you know major league reps as a a starter I mean clearly they're not going to do that but I think I think there's not going to. to that um so, so like I said, the rotation is now kind of set. So you look, you have Fulmer, I'm assuming, game one, then some combination yes. of Boyd, Fires, uh, Zimmerman, and Liriano. So I had a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if, I know pitcher wins are a very crude stat. Extremely. They're, they're, very, they're very crude. But let's go with it, just because it's a nice shorthand. Um, I assume you would predict that Fulmer would have the most wins for the ball club this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Who's number two? I, I would go with Boyd at this point. I think I think him and Fires are probably gonna make between thirty and what, thirty six. What's a what's a full load? About thirty six starts. I don't mm-hmm. see either of them missing too awfully many starts. They're both relatively durable. Um and you know clearly Boyd is the the more talented of the two. Um, so I guess I would, I would go with that just simply he's probably going to outlast everyone else in the rotation. He did show some really good flashes last year. What was that game where he had a no hitter into the eighth inning? It was deep. Yeah, it was down. Yeah, it was, down it was the after, after I had dogged him for, a, for like three weeks, I was dogging Boyd and then he just started turning it around and crushing it. Yeah, I so. feel like we all still kind of have that mindset. Like he was, he wasn't the throw-in of the Norris deal, but Norris was like that one prize, and he was kind of like, you know, yeah. They sent us their Zach Miner, and it happened to be him. He, there is a little bit more stuff there than him having been just a, a throw-in guy. And yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I could see ten wins for him this year, which on this team could be halfway decent. That if he gets ten wins, that'd be exceptional. Um, I have Fulmer one. I w- I'm going to say uh, Zimmerman, too. Okay. Zimmerman, too. I think he can do it. Uh, Boyd, three. Liriano. Then Norris. Then Farmer, maybe. And then Fires. No love for I have, Fires. I have, like, no confidence in Fires. Wow. He's been sliding, like, the last three years. And I just... I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not on fire for fires. Oh, good one. I'm not a believer. Well, we're we're four shows into the year before you drop that one. That was hot, wasn't it? That yeah. was hot. No. Uh, so, like I said, we were at. Um, we've been at two Tigers games. I watched uh, Zimmerman warm up in the bullpen, and it was the least impressive, you know, com- <laughs> underwhelming bullpen session I've ever watched in my entire life. He was getting really? some late movement on some of his pitches, but I'm like. Man, he was uh, phoning it in, was he? No, it just, I mean, he has such kind of humdrum stuff. I mean, it was just, okay. you know, we've, I've watched, you know, later in the game, we watched Joe and, and Barbado warm up and we were like, okay, that's a little bit different. Um, wow. I don't know. Jim, Zimmerman is, he's so, and then he, he went out onto the game mound and gave up two home runs over the boardwalk in Bradenton. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm out on Zimmerman. All right. And, You're talking and, me into it. I and, don't know. And I just, who knows uh, how many starts he's going to make? I think that's my big thing yeah. with him. Yeah. So I brought up this concept on Twitter, and I brought it up to you. 
I think since everybody kind of thinks that this season is not going to be a World Series or maybe even a playoff season, um, why don't we try the 3-3-3 rotation? Are you familiar with this at all? I wasn't until I read the article you sent me. I I find it interesting. The The idea is you have three pitchers pitch three innings every third day because we have all these kind of maybe starters and kind of starter kind of bullpen you know long men type pieces so how this would work is you'd have nine guys so in our case this would be Fulmer, Norris, Boyd, Liriano, Alex Wilson, Zimmerman, Buck Farmer, um, Fires, and then one of either like Sopold or Verhagen or something like that. Then you'd have some situational guys. So if you need somebody to work some extra innings or you one guy is scuffling or whatever, then you have Stump, Jimenez, and Green as kind of your situational guys. The, uh, the beauty of this is no pitcher ever faces the third time through the lineup, which is an instant improvement just based on, you know, the statistical analysis of such things. Yeah. Um, the, the downside is um, it's completely new and you'd have to have your whole organization and a good set of pitchers who are used to working, um, you know, to, uh, that number of batters to to basically three times through the through the or uh, three three innings so um getting nine outs every thir- every three days yeah. and you need some backups guys willing to, to do that now it seems kind of silly now but it used to be regarded as completely silly to have your third baseman play short right field and that's not too goofy these days no it absolutely i mean it, it's genius there I I mean I have no doubt that the numbers would bear this out instantly as as a success. Um yeah the and, so there's an article I mean this is not a new idea. This Dave Fleming wrote this back in 09 and he he backs it up with stats and numbers and so forth. But the the times through the order are yes, a big that's deal. A big one. And um yeah so and you would save a lot of maybe not pitches, but certainly innings over the course of the season, um, yeah. specifically on you spread the workload yeah. more evenly. Yeah, absolutely. And when you have guys only needing to throw three innings, some of your, you know, back end of the rotation starters are probably going to their abilities are going to play up not having to face that right. rotation the third time. And, you know, yeah. clearly your starter, your you know high end guys like Fulmer would would, too. It's it's really yeah, interesting. They, oh, and they could, um, if they're cruising or whatever and feeling comfortable, yeah, you get that extra inning out of them. And that, you know, gives you a lot of flexibility and options for later in the game. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because clearly um, guard hire would, would never do that. He's too much of a no, traditionalist. No. But I think the right manager... Um, it's it's kind of like the I listened to a podcast about it. I don't remember which one it was, but the the idea of kind of breaking from the norms like um, statistically granny shot in free throws is supposed to play out better than, you know, doing overhand. But nobody will do it because you'll look yeah. silly like people would rather fail doing things look, the normal way right. than look silly. Yep. Um, and it's going to take somebody like, say, a Billy Bean, you know, obviously not you know, of a manager to, to right. get this going, but, but it is interesting. Like implemented. we we're we're heading in this direction. Absolutely. I mean, pitchers are working shorter, uh, starts and there's a need for more, uh, long men to, to come in and pitch three innings and trustworthy long men. And then at the very end of it, you have guys like Andrew Miller, um, who are pitching two innings at the very end of it, you know, or, or mixing it up. So it's, um, it's a slow evolution, but you're, you're, we're, we're kind of getting nudged in that, in that direction. And the statistics, pitcher wins, which we've already referenced, saves, those statistics are no longer in vogue and nobody is so preoccupied with that anymore. And uh, you're getting more to the to the raw numbers about, 
instead of the situational numbers. And I think the Tommy John epidemic would, would stem a little bit from that. I mean, some of these guys are good. Yeah, see, I don't know as much about that. I mean, is three days, you know, enough recovery? Um, is the every five days model better for arms and stuff? I have no idea about that. I mean, it, it all comes down to pitch count and, uh, like, uh, pitching with, with runners on bases is far more draining on your arm and on your yeah. body than with – so it's, you know, how many stressful innings are you pitching? How many how many pitches are you throwing? Um, but – you know, I didn't necessarily throw real hard when I pitched, so it's I'm not necessarily the best uh, example. But you know, three innings every three days is is certainly doable. I just think it's a it's a fascinating model, and you could interchange your pieces. You could swap them. Um, you, you know, maybe one guy's more uh, suited to starting the game, or depending on who they have on their bench, maybe you mix them in. I, it would just be really fascinating. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it would be interesting. Some guys, the way they if they warm up better uh, mid midway through the game, because um, sure. your starter has a much longer routine getting getting ready. Um, so maybe maybe condensing that time. Honestly, I think that could be a, a help for Norris. You know, he's they've been using him out of the bullpen. I'm curious to see if if condensing his get ready time would actually help him and yeah. not not give his give him as much time to get in his own head. But anyway, you know, poor Norris. I think he's got a reputation now for being a guy who's got issues between the ears. I, I think we should just say, yeah, he's a mental bulldog. He doesn't have any problems at all. And it's just going to be a self fulfilling prophecy. There That's we what we need to start doing. You know, give him some confidence. Like you're great. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Norris. You know that I, I really I do hope he, he gets it figured out. Um, so Jacoby Jones continues to be a story in camp. He's now batting three ninety one. Um, and more importantly, has only, I say only, but he has five strikeouts compared to four walks and 23 at-bats, which for him, that is kind of an only. Yep. Um, he only, or he also has four extra base hits and has been taking reps on the infield um, in the preparation of possibly being used in a utility role. The thing Second that, base, I imagine. The thing that mostly. I was wondering is like, how did someone just now think to themselves, okay, wait, 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 Jacoby came up as a shortstop we moved into the outfield wait he can play all the positions like how did we just now get to that realization you know i think they're just trying to specialize him and see how well his bat played and keeping him focused on his bat yeah that's probably true but he's getting a little older now and so he's not going to be overwhelmed with camp and the process and all that stuff so you can try some different things with him i imagine that's the thinking yeah he has like 25 or 26 at this point yeah yeah. Yeah. And if you don't imagine him as a stud corner outfielder, then you got to um, improvise a little bit on how you're going to get him on the field. But you touched on it in the the strikeouts. The plate discipline thing is a problem. So last year with the Tigers, he had one hundred and fifty four plate appearances. He batted a buck seventy. He had nine walks to 65 strikeouts. Just just an incredible ratio. And the problem is when he went to the minors, he hit a little better. He hit 245, but he had 33 walks to 104 strikeouts. So it's... It's all um, – he's got some pop, right? He's got power. He hit three home runs with the Tigers last year. I think – I think he's he can muscle the ball, but he's got to he's got to tip that ratio somehow. Yeah. And and, you know, the, the thing is, is I don't know what it would take for me to buy back in on Jacoby. Um, I, I I see all of the spring training stuff and I think to myself, he's tools. Yeah, right? but he was terrible last year. You know what? I, yeah, he that's that's exactly right. Like. There is all the reason in the world to think, yeah, maybe, maybe this is the time. He's the perfect size snake. I mean, he really is the perfect size snake with Mikey. He's got speed. He's got power. I I guess maybe we should just buy in. Maybe this is the the turning point for him. I mean, like we said, he is the right age to kind of figure it out. Plate discipline comes later with experience, maybe. maybe. I mean, it's like big men and. Big men in basketball, you know, they're developed late. Yeah. Isn't that the same? I mean, I would say at this point he has to be near a lock to make the club. 
You think so? I, I mean, who somebody somebody has to play that Romine re- replacement role. Um, it's it's between him and and Nico, and quite frankly, I think there's a halfway decent Ronnie? chance they keep both of them. Ronnie we, Rodriguez. Ronnie's been Ronnie hasn't been good. Amarista's been okay. terrible. Pete Cosma is terrible. Um, Cosma, I don't you know. Not feeling Cosma. No, I mean no. that was that was a, a long shot. I mean, who, who um, else do we so have who's to keep your on third? Our, our bench? Jim Adusi. I mean, he kind of came in as a as a long shot, but he's a viable candidate at this point. He's juicy, juicy man. All That's he does is hit. He he barrels the ball more than just about anyone else we have. I I kind of think that he's going to actually make the club at this point. You know who else has been exciting, who? especially today too? Hicks. Yeah. Our boy Hicks. He's like more. I think he's a very good backup. I think he'd be. He's going to be a good backup catcher. Yeah, and quite frankly, he, I think he would be possibly a better starting catcher than our starting catcher but you know well, that that will we'll find out i mean i don't think mccann is that much um higher in garden hires pecking order than than hicks is i mean if, okay. if one's hitting and the other isn't he'll make this switch but we will friends be sure to break down the minutiae of every roster spot in upcoming podcasts can we promise the listeners that <laughs> we we most certainly will there's you no will know that. who the fifth infield uh, who the fifth outfielder is you will know that last bench spot or the last uh, bullpen spot when it comes up you can trust us for that kind of analysis. Absolutely. Um, one more thing before we, we leave the outfield genre. Uh, Victor Reyes is bad, and that probably was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, he hasn't shown a lot. No. He's going to get he's gonna get uh, sh- shuttled back, isn't he? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, or maybe they, they throw him some cash considerations. The, the thing or... is, is he looks like a ball player. Like, you see him walk into the box, and you're like, oh, that dude can play. And then he swings the bat, and you're like, "Oh, that, that dude yeah. can't play." It's it's just we're not selling jeans here. No, we're not selling jeans. And the... it's just not a baseball looking swing because he had. I mean, he showed <laughs> no like extra swing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a tennis swing, but he sh- he showed no extra base power last year in the minors for the Diamondbacks. No, nope. and you see him, and you're like, "That dude should have some pop." How does he not have any pop? And it's because his swing sucks. Hashtag analysis. <laughs> <laughs> That is the most to the point analysis I've ever heard. His swing sucks. Okay, so I have a few observations from from the two games that I went to. Can I get into those? Do tell. Okay, so um, as as you know, I like to spend time behind the bullpen because I'm a, a pitching junkie. So I like to to watch the pitchers. Um, first game we saw the the Tigers up in Lakeland against the Marlins. Um, one thing that really struck me is so Boyd started. You know, he did his warm-up pitches, warm-up pitches, um, and then, you know, they play the national anthem, and he's ready to go on the field. Every single person in the bullpen stood up. They all high-fived, slapped hands on his way out, which I've seen in the past. Like, that wasn't the case last year, year before. So I'm For assuming, a spring training game? Yeah, I'm assuming it's, like it's a, a Basio um, implementation. Like the bullpen demeanor felt more upbeat than maybe I've ever seen it. It was, I mean, that was at home, and there was you know a billion guys in there. They were all you know kind of chumming it up. But I don't know. Last year was such a a dour year, and people were so pissy. And maybe that was just us. I don't know. I mean, Kinsler too. But it was nice to see like kind of everyone was on. I mean, on the same page as much as everyone can be out in the bullpen. I don't know. I, okay. I, I thought that that was was interesting. Good um, observation. Shane Green. Oh my gosh, that stuff. When he warmed up, he I think he threw directly after Boyd. When he warmed up, he had every single person in that bullpen's attention. Like they they were watching him like a hawk. And I mean, that stuff is just so nasty. Do you think we, if he has an, a tremendous year, would we trade him? I think so. I don't see why not. I mean, if you can get a Candelario slash Isaac Paredes return for him, I mean, and, and not saying that yeah. you will be able to or that, you know, it'll turn out that well, but I, I would take yeah. that. Um, That's it. He, he could be very exciting. Yes. Um, speaking of exciting, do, do you happen to see Joe Jimenez at all? Yes. Saw Joe um, uh, the second game up in up in Bradenton. Uh, the bull should we be excited about him? Yes, I, I, def- I think so. I don't necessarily think that he's finished, but he's a lot more finished than he was last year. 
Um, finished meaning not done with the game, meaning polished. Right. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, de- definitely not finished that kind of way. Um, right. You could see in his delivery, like when he was coming over the top, um, and it's kind of it's more of like a, a three quarter delivery. You could see. Watching... I just want our I want our listeners to know that you are pantomiming the motion while you talk. Yes, and, and a lot even of gesticulation, from, even from the right side. I mean, I'm I'm a lefty, so I'm I'm mimicking him. But he it's quality when he finishes his delivery, as opposed to just kind of like almost flicking it up there. Mm-hmm. The pitches do what he wants them to do. When he doesn't finish them, um, and almost kind of like stop short that's when you know the catchers are are moving and and whatnot um i feel like he just needs to stay through finish the pitch and go all the way to the catcher and when he does that i mean the the stuff is nasty it's you know hard and and the slider's nasty um Mm -hmm. i i do think that he's much much closer now than he was 12 months ago and you know that's credit to him i think what we need to do is Open up his skull, remove his brain, open up Daniel Norris's skull, remove his brain, splice them in half, stitch them, combine two halves, stitch them back together and reinsert them into their skull. Jimenez is all confidence and no introspection. (laughs) And Norris is all introspection. And we need more Gronk style golden retriever. I am better than you suck my you know attitude and just a happy medium for both guys it would be perfect yeah i I can't agree with that more nobody loves reading his own press more than joe Jimenez. he loves he loves to be a stud pitcher yeah which i mean i never really had that opportunity i imagine it probably (laughs) would be pretty sweet it would be sweet. Um, so two but quick. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. Two quick stories. One is a Blaine story, obviously. Um, so Blaine was down in the dugout. He had, um, you know, like the kind of paper cups that look like an ice cream cone that come to a yes. point at the end. So like he, you'd see in a golf course. Yes, exactly. So he took a drink out of that and went to throw it in the garbage can. He was literally like, just, you know, drop it. And it goes in the garbage can. He missed and sure. one of the bullpen, I don't know who it was. It might have been um, uh, Sandy Baez was in the, in the bullpen that day. He just looks at Blaine like, dude, how are you so unathletic? <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Now, to thing. be fair, the cup is a abnormal shape, has, you know, tough aerodynamics. Yeah, that's definitely true. I'm, I mean, you know Try me. I'm all Blaine. about giving Blaine a pass. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next time Blaine will drain that. Um, if it was a cylindrical cup, it would have went in for sure. Uh, so I was in my seat and I see who, what I think is Alex Fayetto warming up in the bullpen and okay. I book it to watch, to watch him, obviously yeah. get there. It's Kevin Comer. I was so pissed. I mean, it was, <laughs> was not a short kind of half walk, half jog to get there. Um, if you're Kevin Comer's mom listening to this, I'm, I'm sorry for my co-host. We, we love Kevin. He's a, he's you a great mean, young man. Name me one fact about Kevin Comer. Um, his mom listens to our podcast. Uh, apparently. So the other one, this is from the game in Bradenton. Victor Alcantara is in the bullpen. Now, everyone knows Vic. He's the guy that we coughed up Cameron Mabin for, and everyone hates him. So he's in the bullpen. Um, actually, Kevin Comer features in this story, too. So Victor has a big rock and a little rock in his hand. Now, actual stones. Okay. He uses the little rock to try and carve the big rock to a point for the better part of the first three innings of the game. Okay. Like, All right. So he'll occasionally, like, you know, an out will go, people will clap, and he'll, like, look up and try and figure out, you know, what went on, then yeah. go right back down to trying to carve the thing to a to a point. At one point, Comer actually looked over at him like, dude, what in the world are you doing? And he, you know, just kind of turned back. And then at one point, Victor, like, looked to, to show what he had done to Comer. And Comer's just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I tried to get the rock at, at the end of the game, but nobody that would, would yeah, throw it to me. Have him sign it. That'd be amazing. So, Although, I, you know, I'd give him a hard time. But, like, I can't ride one story up in an elevator without pulling my phone out and looking at it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, and you don't have access to your phone in the bullpen. 
Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to look at your phone. What are you gonna take out a Sudoku puzzle and start working on it? You literally just sit there day after day after day. I love baseball as much as anybody. But if I had to watch every spring training game, I think there'd be times where I'd just be like looking around or maybe carving a rock with another rock. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the Vic story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, are you ready to move on to, <laughs> to your beef of the week? Beef of the week. Let's get right to it. Um, I encountered recently an opportunity to obtain... Um, some gift cards. We had this charity auction and you go around and you bid and these gift cards are going for below face value. So if it was like a McDonald's gift card, it was $20 or whatever. People are bidding like 10, $12. And I have the opportunity to bid like, you know, help the ch- help the auction out bid even 18 or $20 for a $20 gift card. But here's the thing. I despise gift cards. What? I don't, I, I don't want to carry them around. Okay. That's fair. I don't want, I don't want to have uh, a fragment of money on a gift card. That's fair. And then too. I have, then I have to go use them. When I have a gift card, I feel like I need to make extra efforts to visit that place so I can have the satisfaction of throwing away the gift card. That is a good because, feeling. Yeah. So what does this all add up to? Gift cards are stupid. I hate them. Like, especially if you're a gift giver, like, don't give somebody a gift card. It's lazy. It's lazy. They'd much rather have cash. They'd rather have the money. Just write them a check. You know what I realized? I've given you one gift in my life, and it was oh, a no. gift card. <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, that didn't last very long because it was a founder's gift card. No, it was uh, the crack crack fries. Um, oh, um, Hopcat. Hopcat, yeah. Oh. If it's if it's beer related, it goes pretty fast. But like I have this um, I have this stack in my wallet like and I it was like giving me nerve damage up my leg because I'm fat wallet. George Costanza. That's the one Seinfeld reference I noticed. That's a good one. And I had I had to stop carrying my fat wallet because I had all these gift cards in because it was causing me health problems. So now I just got my little wallet and. How am I going to use the gift cards? I can't carry 15 gift cards Dude, it with so- me. It, it sounds like you have family Christmas taken care of. Just go up in there and make it rain gift cards on everybody. What are you re-gifting a gift card? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be full. They go and in also, there thinking it's 25 and they got 817 <laughs> on it. Just write 100 on it with a Sharpie. <laughs> you and it's like generous this year, Eric. Man, that's another thing. You never know how much is on that that thing. You don't have a swiper at home. No. I mean, what are you doing? You're writing a little receipt and wrapping it up every time. Yeah, that's tacky. You, use it. you can't do that. You don't have a Sharpie with you. You never know how much is on those stupid things. I bet, I bet Garden Hire has a Sharpie on him at all times. You never know when you need to fill out a lineup card. That's probably true. Anyway, I'm just fatigued with gift cards. And to make matters worse, some companies, if they you get a gift card, they like start deducting. Right. Oh, you have to use it within like two years or whatever. Oh, otherwise we're going to, um, you know, siphon some off the top. Companies make bank on gift cards. You know why? Because people, people have people don't use them. They lose them. They throw them away. Oh, there's 75 cents left on it. Pitch it. And they get all, you know, companies laughing all the way to the bank. They got all the money up front. Time value of money. 
learned that in college. Here's a free tip for all the listeners out there. If you have any Sears or Toys R Us gift cards, you might want to get on using those ones. That's another point. They get all their money up front, go bankrupt, double middle fingers to the consumers. I I hate gift cards so much. That's that's it. That's the beef of the week. You're such an old man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I cash saw... is good anywhere. It's fungible. You know, you put it in the account. You take out what you need. It's cash. It's real money. Use that's what. That's Give me a definition on fungible. I've, I've never heard that before. Fungible? Yeah. Like, uh, you actually hear in baseball a lot, like, oh, that bullpen reliever is fungible. I dispute the, Meaning... the use of the word a lot in this this context. <laughs> I, feel, I watch a lot of baseball, and hey, I've never heard everybody that. Everybody tweet Hall and tell them you've heard fungible all the time. It's, like, re- easily replaceable. Okay. All right. My buddy Tokars has my back on this. So you do Fungible have, you do have a, a good word. Okay. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Llanos. Um, all right, let's move on to crap that I saw on the side of the road while running. Um, this one I thought of you on specifically. Uh, so I was out running. I'm down, I'm down here in Florida right now. And as you know, Florida is a, a weird, weird state. Like nothing should surprise you down here. Like all kinds of weird crap happens. So I was running um, I, on the side of the road, or obviously on the side of the road. On It's kind of a long, a fairly busy highway. And I, on the inside of one of the guardrails is a old, like, half rusted out um like falling apart grill um i don't and that reminded you of me no i, I just i see you as a grill guy <laughs> that, that doesn't okay. feel unreasonable so okay, okay so i see this grill and it's on the inside i'm like oh how, how does who who just decides i need to get rid of this thing side of the road that's the best option but then I, so I'm running on, running down the, the road. I run about, about nine miles. So I go four and a half and then come back on the way back. It's gone. Somebody thought, yes, yeah, like, you it. know what? This rusted out half, you know, falling apart grill on the side of the road. I could use that. Like if that was in my possession, it would add to my life. Let's make the effort to take this thing home, which, you know, it's in Florida. So it doesn't super surprise me, but in another way, it actually really surprises me because because why so if that was you actually um if you could if you could write into the show that would be that'd be great i'd love to know what you did with this grill so we have big big steve stories i'll tell you a story about my dad yes um he um he has a grill the actual grill though it's it's round the the great part of the grill and he he loves it and it's a for a weber kettle style grill you know Mm -hmm. just like a charcoal one he's gone through i think three uh weber kettle bodies but he's kept the same grate the same grill so maybe somebody saw it and said oh you know that's a high quality grill maybe i mean maybe there's something to that i don't know or you know what maybe it just bounced out of somebody's truck no, it was like between the um, the rails, like on the inside. There's no way that it could have bounced out of someone's truck. You think somebody did a drive-by grilling <laughs> disposal? Yes. Threw it. I'm I'm good with that. That 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 picture in my mind actually that must makes not the have been sense. Must not have been Zimmerman. It wouldn't have gotten that far. Oh, yikes. Sorry. All right. Let's move on to some Twitter questions. Um, if you want to get in touch with us to be featured in this section, um, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. So here are some of the questions. Uh, our, our buddy Guido, Guido Knitson, asked us hey, over, Guido. over under on one uh, preseason predictions I correctly made last year. Yeah, I think it might have been under. Sorry, Guido. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't we There's didn't do so hot either. Oh, a we, lot of bad takes. We got to get to our hot take show. What do we have? What two yeah. more shows before the the season starts? Uh sure. We'll, we'll get there. We have time. And this year, I'm going to write them down so I don't have to to listen to the listen back to us um, feverishly the, the three hours before we wrap up the show like I did last year. Um, at Larry Biscuit with a Z asks us. Do oh, you, I wonder if he's limp. 
<laughs> Did you guys get some KBS this year? How does it pair, uh, compare to previous years? I did get some KBS, which is funny because uh, there is a lot more of it. Um, Founders is figuring out that this stuff could sell for a pretty penny, and they are just producing a ton more. Um, so is it better or worse? I don't know if my palate is refined enough to tell you. Maybe it's just my um, my prejudice, but I think the older stuff is better than the new batch. But I will tell you, given the choice, I would rather have Backwoods Bastard than KBS. Yeah, I definitely liked it before it became mainstream, and now that I, now that it's mainstream, I'm off it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the true hipster. Appreciate that. Um, uh, at Tigers underscore opinions asks us best way to take in a spring training game at the field, of course, going on going Thursday for the first time. So I'm not sure if this is a question or if he's just announcing that he's going to a game. <laughs> Either way, congratulations. Good for you. Spring Good training for you. is the the best. Oh, I love it. Um, but, but let's I actually have let's actually get into it. Um, best way to take in a spring training game. Some tips for a perfect spring training uh, experience. To me, it's about sitting on the berm. And me and my wife, we always laugh and we call it the brim because there was a guy in front of us buying tickets at Disney. And he's like, yes, I would like two tickets for the brim, please. I'd like to sit on the brim. And we looked at each other like, really? So anyway, uh, you guys sit on the berm, get lot, uh, you know, lots of leg room. And you're near the bullpens. You can check that out. And you're just enjoying the ambiance of Florida without being packed into a seat, you know, next to a, a sweaty woman in a visor or something like that. I mean, get yourself a drink. I like the, the yeah, a cold drink. Like, I feel like game enjoyment when you have beverage is, is higher, yep. especially down here. Yeah. You get the usually there's a nice breeze yeah. this kind of time in Florida. I mean, the sun is out, but not too intense. Sometimes they have the picnic tables out, and you can sit up there by the picnic table and just kind of peruse the game. If you happen to miss a couple batters because you're having conversation or whatever, that's fine. That's fine. They have a number that starts with, you know, eight. So it's it's fine. And to be fair, if you're at a Tigers game in the regular season and you miss a couple batters because you're engaging yeah. with a fellow human being, that also is fine. So you, you you might mix that in when you, when you can. We'll 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 let you have an allowance for this year. Otherwise, it's back to it with your scorebook. All right. And regardless um, of where you where where you want to sit, buy the berm seats because there will be seats open. Yeah. So yeah. That's just just a practical tip. And uh, you may want to consider the shade. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if it's nice. a warm day, you're going for the shade. Yeah. Not, now I have not been to I have not been to New Joker Merchant, so I don't know if they added some more shade, but otherwise, shade was a little hard to come by. Yeah. There's, I mean, the the higher up you go, uh, down the left field line, if I recall correctly, there's yeah. a little bit more shade now. There. I know not all of you have the the Filipino sun kissed skin like I do. Stop it. Uh, at David J Ham asks us best surprise for the Tigers this spring. Best surprise. Yep. Um, Jacoby, we talked about him a lot. Uh, Hicks. Yeah. I'd say um, no, in, no major injuries at this point is kind of a big surprise. Right. Brian Garcia, I mean, had the Tommy John, but that happens. Um, how about disappointment? Matuk? Mikey. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like you with Jay up level worried about him. I still think he's going to be <laughs> fine. I mean, I don't know. Um, Reyes. Nah. Disappointing. I was <laughs> relatively convinced that that was nobody, how that was always going to go. Really fired up about no, um, Norris. I guess things haven't haven't gone super smoothly for him, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's now been... that Reyes is kind of flaming out, though, I wish we would have got the kid from Minnesota. Yes, I forget his name. Birdie. Bert. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Jeremy Troy asks us, uh, why do we care about the lineup on a team that's going to lose 95 games? Also, isn't the point to field the worst possible lineup so we can get the first pick again? Uh, next year, hashtag, hashtag team tank. Now, I thought this was interesting because I feel like this is something that's going to come up more and more as we suck more and more. Um, might be something that we want to kind of get our heads around. Like, Why does it matter? 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, that. Yeah. Why does anything matter? You know, some days our bone is going to become ash and our soul is going to be sucked into the formless void of the nether. So what is – what is the, this isn't nihilism time, all right? No, no. This is this is a time where we're going to talk about baseball and trying to be good and the Tigers. If you want to get sucked into the void of nothingness, you know, go read some Sartre. John Paul starters, you know, deconstructor, go read some philosophy. This is the Tigers. We enjoy it. We argue about the lineup and about pitchers because it's fun and we like our team, Troya. I think we're, we're this is what, the third season? I think that's our first start reference. That I, I definitely had the under on that. You know, I, I got to get some money on my liberal arts education. I can get some value <laughs> out of that thing somehow. Here's the thing. If you want to root for for us to tank and to get the number one pick, that's cool. I'm I'm good with that. Um, I'm going to root for us to be good until it has become apparent that there's nothing in this season. And then I'm going to still root for us to win. Um, I, don't, I have a I can't root for us to lose like that. That's weird. And uh, I don't know. I, I might not actively root for us to win but i'm i don't it it feels it feels like you're messing with something when you're rooting for us to lose and the thing is for what a draft pick yeah in basketball maybe you want but in in baseball it's like yeah in football certainly it's in baseball first of all it's going to be four years before this guy gets to your club and makes an impact and second of all how the heck are you supposed to know? I mean, if you get a top three pick, chances are they're going to be pretty good. But but they're you know anywhere top five, you you don't know, and you, they're all about equal. Yeah, you know, and look at this year. A, we have the number one pick, and nobody knows who the heck right. we're taking. There's there's is no a, clear cut shot. Is a no? Is the second overall pick worth so much more than the fourth or fifth pick? Come on. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to be plenty bad on our own. We don't necessarily need to do anything extra to, to help that along. And here's an interesting fact. Your desire and cheering <laughs> makes no difference. Um, you the, don't matter. Anthony Troya asked us, uh, Dixon hitting over 300 his last few games. Can't wait to sport that jersey. You got you ordered your Dixon jersey uh, yet? I should get right on that. Get some, get some, some Dixon. So I have a, a reverse Twitter question. I actually used our Twitter account to ask our, our buddy Joe Jimenez what his favorite soccer team is. Care to take a guess? Mm, Barca. Yeah, close. Real Madrid. I always knew, I knew, knew he was a front early. runner. Yeah. Come on, come on, Joe. You're better than that. Somebody asked him what his favorite podcast was, kind of in. Um, in oh, in a follow up joke. Yeah, and he did not say ours. So. There's, there's that. I'm, I'm quite sure Joe would find our show uh, amusing. Yeah, Who wouldn't? Probably not. Who wouldn't? He did. Uh, did he would hear his name a few times this week, and that's that's always a bonus. Well, I talked about cutting his skull up open, so yeah, maybe this Sorry. isn't the Sorry, week Joe. we try and get him to listen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what we should be playing for Victor in the bullpen. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> We can take away your your walk up music and you know play the the show intro. Okay, um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino four, J O R D I N H O, and then the number four. Facebook dot com backslash Podcastianos. I really need to stop reading that one out because I don't I don't post anything on there. Don't don't follow us on that. Maybe. I'm just realizing you were talking about Victor the Rock Sharpener. Yeah, of course. It took me a minute. Of course. It's a little slow. <laughs> you shall forever be known now as Victor the Rock Sharpener. The Rock Sharpener. Just like Mikey the Perfect Size Snake. Um, <laughs> and we love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all that crap. Um, oh, and the Bracket Challenge. Bracket Challenge. Uh, yeah, on ESPN, search for the podcast, Janos, in the groups. And you can play against us and Blaine Hardy and, and several other people. I'm kidding about Blaine. I don't think he'll be in the group. Um, Eric, do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week? No. All right. Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.